What's up, what's up, everybody? Welcome to episode 32 of The Overview. I'm Chanmyeon V. And joining me today is, of course, Fish Sticks Flame. Hello. And our brand new guest, Mangachu. What's up, buddy, from Team Tempo Storm? Uh, I'm doing good. How about you? Good. Sorry. Good. <laughs> no problem. <laughs> well, glad to have you on the show. Flame, of course, he literally is our... I mean, you're definitely getting closer. You almost passed that point where we just make you a co-host from now. I'm on the five feet. I think it's the fifth. The fifth, exactly. We're we're starting to get bonuses now. You're starting to get co-host bonuses mm-hmm. on the uh, the overview ranking ladder here. And uh, fish sticks, how are you, man? Pretty good. Been uh, playing a whole lot this week. It's yes, it's a lot of fun. Yes, man. That's definitely good. Still catching up, right? From from being off a BlizzCon. Actually, that's, BlizzCon that's right. was like what three weeks ago now. So been playing a lot lot. (laughs) yeah Yeah. good stuff good stuff well guys today or at least this week there are lots of news released from blizzard or at least posts from blizzard pertaining to the ptr and just um and just a little bit more transparency behind some of the things like matchmaking and skill points and and all these all that good stuff so we'll definitely be talking about that just talk about our week in overwatch what we've been doing uh you know just mangachu up in flame and you know streaming actually physics even streaming a little bit too uh, and, and just, well, you know, just, I guess our experience with that. Um, also, uh, lots of news, eSport news, of course, with um, some players, you know, again, switching rosters or dropping from rosters, uh, new tournament announced, uh, and then some eSports events, which uh, World Cup obviously coming. We'll probably make our, we'll take a look at the groups, make our predictions, uh, and then OG and Apex, just uh, may- maybe a quick maybe a quick summary of some uh, some of the matches particularly one of them uh, and then Q&A of course at the end for you guys that have any questions go ahead and tweet those to uh, myself at ChamanV or uh, you can just hang around Twitch chat and, and ask the questions whenever we get to it alright guys so uh, Overwatch this week uh, what have you guys been up to I mean Fishtick it sounds like you've been playing a ton so what exactly have you been playing yeah, I've, I've settled into, the, into this new Sunday routine of just playing for as many hours as I can possibly withstand. Uh, and <laughs> I, I actually... <laughs> okay. okay, I like it. I have, so I have RSI issues in my arms. Uh, pretty bad. Oh, no! Like, oh no, I've had God. this for years. Oh, okay, uh, okay. For That's years and years. And I have a lot of stretches that I do to try to, try to keep them healthy. Yeah. And those help a lot. Yeah. By the way, everyone should stretch, remember. Uh, but... Uh, yeah, at a certain point after like I don't know seven, eight hours, it just yeah. that's that's my cap. But I've been doing that every Sunday for a while now, and had uh, one of the best climbs I've had in in months. Uh, uh, almost to masters at this point, which I, I hope to get there very soon. Yeah, you so, you were saying you climbed more wins, I'll be masters. You said you which, climbed two hundred yesterday, right? Yeah, yeah, felt good. How 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 much did you streak during that? Uh, we went nine and two. Okay, nine and two. I mean, did you get like a long streak, like five in a row, or anything like? Like, did you notice a big old jump in bonus um, points or no? I had, I played, I get, I went three and one in the morning, and then six and one later that day. Okay. And yeah, I was getting like forty SR per win at a certain point. Which, okay. Which felt nice. pretty good. Yeah, it's definitely good. All right, good stuff. How are you, Flame? Uh, same thing, I guess. I streaked again this week. I like tanked two hundred MMR in one day, and then gained like three fifty the next day. <laughs> oh so God. that was good. That's but awesome. um. I mean, that was a win streak, which ended with questionable uh, teams at the last game again. But yeah, um, it's always going to happen. I played a lot of PTR this week, though. No, you can't get that lucky. But uh, I played PTR again, and I've been playing a lot of PTR, I think, recently, or more so than probably most people have. So I've been yeah. trying to see what the changes oh, are. Good. How that works out. Good on you. 
I know, dude. No take one else over is the doing team. No I know. Take over the team. Nobody's, nobody's <laughs> testing. I'm bringing the I'm bringing the experience to this talk show now. I'm the only one. <laughs> I think I played one game. Yeah, I mean, no, I, I played some quick play, but I haven't played the the competitive yet. Uh, Mangachu, how about you, man? I know you've been streaming, been watching your stream. Yeah, I've I've been playing a lot lately. I got my one of my Smurfs. I got him up to number five. Now it's at like nice. eighty. So I got a bit of a loose, uh, losing streak. I got my third Smurf to top five hundred yesterday, which was like all Genji, despite hating that character with a passion. And uh, of course, like eight hours a day screaming. So lots of Overwatch. So why all the Smurfs? I mean, did you just like to start over, uh, or do you? Is there another reason? It's I a got mental my thing. main to like number one and number two. Like right now, my mm-hmm. main is like number five because I just don't plan it anymore. Wow. But okay. uh, the moment I hit number one, I realized I kept queuing with like diamonds, and what? I had a plat on my team once, which was not a fun experience. Um, okay, so I, I, I just had a yeah, I don't know. It, was... <laughs> it, it like it, it bugs out at the top. Like that's how my streak that's... ended. I got to number like a hundred solo queuing. I was at like forty two, and then the next game I had five diamonds on my team against like three masters and like one GM or something. It, it's like. It tries too hard to make the numbers match instead of like trying to keep you with people relatively close to you, I guess. Yeah, I've never had more than like a five minute queue. If it goes over three minutes, I'm guaranteed with like at least three diamonds on my team. Yeah, that's actually a I, like this is a pro tip for anyone watching. If the queue timer at the top says unknown, that means just stop. Like you're done. It's over. You mean like just if start the, over? So, if just it says quit. if it says unknown instead of like estimated time, that means that you're probably in for a doozy. Or should you just stop? You're gonna have to play with scrubby diamond or? players. Like that sounds horrible. <laughs> <laughs> you guys are at because that's, that's where I'm, at. I'm just throwing it out there. That's where I'm like, at. if you're in the top Dang 100 it. and it says unknown, just find <laughs> another times. account. Go for the PTR. Yeah, it's not gonna be a good time. Yeah, so <laughs> Mangachu with golds equals a diamond. Basically, a bunch of diamond matches. That's that's yep. crazy. Okay. Um, well, there definitely was a blue post that talked a little bit about matchmaking, which we'll talk a little bit in a second with Scott Mercer. Um, but definitely still stuff going on or, you know, things aren't right. That's for sure. And, um, hopefully they can fix it. It's tough though. You know, it's like, uh, what do you, how do you guys feel about wait time? You guys okay waiting like 10 minutes to get a good match? I mean, or you, it's not so much the wait time on me. I think it's, I mean, there's obviously a lower amount of players, I think on the NA servers, like a lot of the players are coming back from Korea now Mm -hmm. and they're saying how great it was over there because there's so many people like trying their best and there's like Mm -hmm. a lot of people queuing at all times. So like you'll get 4,000, 4,100 like average matches. But NA, it's, like, very hard. Like, most matches, I think, when you're above 4K, like, 38, 3900 max, like, you very rarely get a 4,000 SR game. Mm. So there's not really much you can do in terms of, like, making people better, if that makes sense. Like, you can't yeah. get more high-level players. But um, I think that there needs to be, like, a threshold, in my opinion, as yeah. far as, like, how big of a gap it'll even let players be afar from each other. Because, like, I can't queue with people 500 less than me, but I can wind up with people like 800 less than me on my team. <laughs> that's, like, that's where it kind of gets like hard. But obviously yeah. once you get to the top, it's like, can you really enforce that rule? How long would the wait be? Yada, yada. But I don't know. It's not an easy problem to solve. Yeah. It also just depends on the t- time of day too, right? Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, Mangisha, you play like right now, essentially, or maybe like a few hours before. And you would think there'd be a lot of people on at that time. 
Yeah, the the one time that I had a platinum player, it was at like 3 p.m., so the timing just didn't really make what? sense. Okay. Yeah, I don't know. Wow. It was unbelievable. Uh, I was queuing a bit today on my Smurf, which was like rank 50, and the games were pretty good. I queued into half of the Finnish team, which was fun. Mm. Got nice. rolled by Taimu for a bit. <laughs> uh, yeah, like queues today were pretty good, but it's surprisingly inconsistent. Mm. Was it you that was playing the Korean team? Uh, yeah. Uh, you yeah, ran into Lunatic High. Uh, or... Yeah, I was queuing with X Retsy, and we yeah. played them on Hanamura, and <laughs> I've never had so much fun getting rolled before. We were getting spawn camped, and it was like the best experience for me because, like, eventually I'm going to be playing that team in an organized format. It's going to be so much worse because they were like, Miro was playing Ryanheart, their Genji player was playing Junkrat, and yeah. he absolutely destroyed me. And I was just amazed. Well, Miro, he played some Reinhardt, actually. Oh, uh, I thought he was the flex. He was. He normally is flex, but he actually played Reinhardt on one of the maps, I believe. Flame, you can oh, you can okay. confirm, right? Like in the. the yeah, they've been. Insanity. That team's he, been. He swapped a, yeah, he swapped. Yeah, that, that team's actually impressed me because they started. They mm-hmm. lost, I guess, to Rogue or whatever in the finals, but then they beat Envy with like half their players on different. Yeah, we kind of jumped. We kind of jumped. Yeah, it was really it was there, bizarre. But... It was cool though, but I mean, it just shows how strong they are because once your team's able to do that, that's when things get really scary. Yeah, definitely. Uh, how are we doing with the Halloween skins here? Because we've only got about what a week left. Everybody got everything they want now. Not even close. I need to buy <laughs> Me some either, dude. Apparently. I need to just just do it. I- I'm sorry, Blizzard. I'll I'll. I'm sorry. Money. I'm sorry, Blizzard. What do you mean? <laughs> I mean, I've put I've put like 500 hours into this game or more, and I haven't bought a single loot box uh, yet. So yeah, really, yeah, I see. I see. Uh, I'll do it. I'll do it. <laughs> I'll do it. I I keep getting duplicates of the legends I get. So that is the most painful thing. I'm just like stabbing myself in the eye because I only get 200 gold for freaking getting a 3000 gold duplicate. I like I'd rather get just straight gold instead of that. So that's that's been tough for me and I still missing Junkenstein and and actually Roadhog too. Frank, the the Roadhog Frankenstein. I'm I'm missing both of those. Sucks, man. You know what would actually if but... they really want us to empty out our accounts or whatever like the gold, they should put up player icons for like 5k. I still think that they're like the sleeper Player Picks icons? Like, like, what do you yeah, mean? Like, custom ones? Like, the little yeah, icons. Because like, there's Halloween ones that are, like, really good. Yeah, But yeah, yeah. you have to get lucky. And the same thing with, like, I think people didn't get flags that they wanted in oh, Summer Games one. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah. I know a few people word? who went nuts and didn't get any American flags, but they were all about the American flags. 5,000 for a player icon. <laughs> that just It would sell, dude. It would sell. People right. would it would work 100%. Really? 100% it would work 100%? Work. Yeah. You're yeah. I'd probably buy, like, two or three. Holy smokes. I spent like 200 on Halloween crates day it came out so oh, so you got everything much. you could have you got everything I, I got everything 200 is yeah. a lot 80 would have gotten yeah. you everything <laughs> I, I should have grinded super hard I should, I should have grinded super hard to the the reset like to to the um you know end point right when it gets to like through 200 or 300 right so you can get those quick you can get those quick 20 you know just from the standpoint of xp but i started like in the middle of a like right at 50 or 150 or 250 or whatever so i haven't never i haven't been able to get the cheap loot boxes have you guys been able to do that or no like um where did you guys end up xp wise like when this whole season started 
I didn't even check. I mean, I think one of my accounts or my first accounts that like was in the middle somewhere. It kind of hurts. I mean, I, I don't like that system. I mean, I understand yeah. why the system's there, but it's hard to. I think they're changing it. Actually, I think they're going to stop giving. They like buffed and nerfed it. I think actually. Yeah, I, I heard that they're going to get rid of it, or they're yeah. talking about it or something. I don't yeah, know. Yeah, that's what I heard. I heard like well, you're not going to get like the cheap loot boxes in the beginning anymore. Yeah, because it's like if you wanted to be like super optimal, you would wait until a holiday and just get your account to like ninety nine. That's, that's so what could... I mean. I wish I should have totally done that because. But it's it, obviously it's hard. But yeah, it's it's definitely hard. Uh, yeah, it's already in the PTR. Apparently, was what people are saying. Of course, when you first start at zero, like you know, you're be- playing the game for the first time. They'll still give you those, but once you get to hundred and two hundred, three hundred, four hundred, you're not going to get that reset, which which is a bummer. That's like something I always look forward to. Um. But okay. I didn't check though. Does that make it harder to get to 25 now? I don't know. I haven't looked. I know it's a specific note, but if it's harder to get to 25, then that's something to talk about, I guess. Oh, you mean the like 25, like the first 25 levels? Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I think that stays the same. I think it's just once you get to 100, ah, you know, gotcha. and that sort of thing. It just, you, just, it, uh, you just don't get those quick loot boxes anymore. Um, okay, well, why don't we talk about some uh, of the, you know, I guess the blue post or analysis or stuff going on in the community here. Um, why don't we start off with the whole Sombra ARG thing? Because that happened right after the show last week, I believe, where the count up, you know, that, that counter on that website went all the way up to it was 100, right, or whatever it was that, um, whatever that, that point was, and everybody was expecting something big to happen, you know, maybe Sombra coming out. But, of course, it didn't come out, and there was another kind of clue, and the community just went apeshit over that. <laughs> so... Uh, at this point, I don't know. What, is this Sombra thing a success or failure in your eyes? I mean, the sheer amount of hype that they've been able to drive, I think you can only say it's a success for Blizzard. You know, regardless of some people, some people being butthurt. I like. I think the the people that are butthurt right now are the people that have been spending a lot of time like trying to track these things down, mm-hmm. and that's justifiable, I guess, if you're like spending dozens and dozens of hours trying to decipher the most meaningless crap out of like <laughs> some file and like the root folders of oh, the overwatch directory or whatever like yeah. i don't know like I, I feel bad for those people but i feel like that's the one like one percent of one percent of overwatch fans actually are doing that the rest are just kind of here for the ride so yeah i think for the for the vast majority of everybody this has been a successful marketing campaign for sure all right what do you think Mangshu? what what do you think of the whole ARG thing? I just want to know what she does. I've, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I mean, uh, the way they did it with Anna was great. Uh, you know, she was actually on the PTR for a while. Everybody was able to test her, and mm-hmm. like it wasn't extended this long. I feel like, with my perspective, like I said, I just want to know what she does. Kind of bad. I feel like Blizzard could have done something better with it. Mm-hmm. All I know is that she may have a an Uzi. I think was the gun that she had in that leak, right? Yeah. Yeah, like that's literally all I know. So from a competitive aspect, not a big fan of it, but from like just like a fan of the Overwatch lore, I'm kind of into it. Okay. Yeah. Flame. Um, I mean I'm gonna I don't wanna rant or anything, but like <laughs> I I don't know if any of you guys played I mean, did anyone do the Portal 2 ARG? Because that's like what I compare it to whenever yeah. I think of ARGs. Hmm. So like pretty much what happened was they took a bunch of clues and they like partnered with this indie developer. And they put a bunch of like yeah, small yeah. portal clues into a bunch of really, really obscure indie games. And you had to like play through them and find clues and like 
there was like one part where someone had to like climb a building in Seattle to like get a clue off a roof or like a tree or something. What? And like, they, yeah, it's something, it's it, it, like one of the clues led to coordinates and then the coordinates led to that. So like when you compare it to that, it's kind of um, like the people who are really into ARGs, which there's a lot of people like there's like the Sombra Discord, there's game detectives, there's like subreddits dedicated to stuff like this. So it's like to them, they feel cheated. And like I've been, I did the entire like Portal Arc. Like I played all those little random indie games. Like it was fun. And at the end, it gave you like a free copy of Portal 2. So like it was actually worth it, I guess, at the end of the day. But um, <laughs> I guess some people feel cheated now because it's getting to the point where if they were just going to announce her at BlizzCon this whole time, then it feels like. Yeah. It was just a grind for nothing. But I don't, I don't think that that's going to happen. Maybe it's going to happen. But um, from an art well, perspective specifically, I would say it was pretty um, underwhelming comparatively. Wait, so you don't think they're going to announce it at BlizzCon? I think it's me before. Really? Yeah. Wow. If I were if I were a betting man. Then what are they gonna well, the new espresso for? machine's here today, so yeah, today's getting... new espresso machine came in, <laughs> which people think like Bastion is now gonna have a coffee skin. I don't know, <laughs> like some okay. crazy stuff like that. Coffee, coffee skin. Coffee maker Bastion <laughs> skin. <laughs> Dude, that'd be, that'd be pretty there's awesome. a lot of there's a lot of crazy lore talk going on right now but i think new emails just dropped i don't know if anyone's been following the art oh, really like what happened last week was they released the what was it the counter went up and then it like led you to this message and then if you like deciphered the message it gave you someone's login and password for some website which happens to be the building construction company of dorado which is where sombra's technically from and then if you log into their web server, you access emails, and then the emails lead you to, like, more emails. And then oh they said gosh, Sombra right. sent an email to yesterday, like, last week saying, expect emails this week, and now there's emails today. I don't know what the emails today led to, but there's emails out, like, as of, I think, like, an hour ago. So there's more ARG stuff going on right now. So that's why I think it's not going to just be a BlizzCon thing. I think it's going to be before BlizzCon. Maybe they'll release her at BlizzCon and PTR before. I don't know. But I would expect they probably announce her, maybe announce her at BlizzCon, and then yeah, give yeah. us maybe a week of, of testing around on the PTR. Yeah, yeah, that, no, that sounds we'll see. Right. Yeah, okay, well, yeah. I mean, overall, I think it is too. I think I think if you take a step back, overall, it's a success. It's just yeah. you know, like getting near the end. It's just kind of you know, I, I don't think it's it, it's been executed or at least led up to a great climax that usually these ARGs end up resulting in. Um, okay, uh, let's see. Let's talk about the balance changes. So um, there's been multiple posts. I kind of go in order of which I, I, I saw them. And let me show you. Okay, so Josh Engen uh, posted here. And actually, Jeff Goodman had posted some other things in a, in a different post too. But these are the, the big ones. So um, let's start off. So Mangachi, I'll have you start off with some of them. Um, the general changes, it, it's, uh, let's see... See, dealing damage to non-players like turrets and, and teleporters, you, you don't get any ults for that. And it's like, okay, that's that's fine, whatever. Uh, but how about ultimate costs have been increased just across the board, 25% for all heroes? What do you think of that? I love it. Yeah, I love it. I mean, this meta especially has been so dependent on having two ults to combo with just to wipe the entire team, like mm -hmm. Zarya, Hanzo, and a Reaper, and a anything. So mm -hmm. just less alts the better on it just brings out like i guess more individual skill other than just like sitting back ready to pull your alt and then get a free wipe yeah so I'm a fan. Mm -hmm. yeah okay uh any other fish sticks what do you think man i feel like this is something that we've been asking for since the days of the closed beta i mean flame i think you were pretty vocal about this stuff too like i think 
pretty much most people on the high end of the skill spectrum are gonna like this change. I like it. it. It's a um, good change. It's I don't know. I mean to cut you off. I like got excited no, no, no. for a second. <laughs> so like, um, I think so. There's like two ways to look at it, and I think that there's my the only thing that I'm afraid of. I think that there's going to be more. They're going to need more time to test this because I definitely like the idea of making the game less alt centric. But um, alts are kind of necessary right now. I would say in some way, like you need alts to win on offense because you need like team wipes to win. You don't actually have that much cart time when you think about it on some maps. Mm-hmm. So, like, if you thought pushing, I don't know, what's a map, like, Route 66, when you get to the second point, you only get, like, a minute and a half or something, or a minute 45 to get from two to three, mm-hmm. or from one to two, rather, I guess. If you don't have alts on offense to win that scenario, like, the the sort of Turtle League characters are going to be even stronger in that round. So, I think that there's going to be a weird balance where they're going to have to relook times on cart pushing, or maybe even the speed of the cart for these changes, but um, overall, I like it. I think it just makes defense a little bit stronger, and I think that that's where it's going to be weird for a little while. Is is 25% enough, though? I mean, because it kind of sounds like it, but I don't know. I, I don't... It hurts a to... lot of... Pl- it hurts a lot of heroes. Some heroes, mm-hmm. it doesn't hurt so much, but some heroes, it, like, really, really, like, neuters. Yeah, in theory, right, this, this hurts the heroes with better alts and helps the heroes with worse alts, right? In theory... Yeah, I mean, you look at heroes like Zarya, if you play a round of King of the Hill or like a control map like Nepal, sometimes you don't even get a Graviton. Um, I mean, if you're getting stomped, it's going to be very hard to get a Graviton. Same with like Sound Barrier. Um, Sound Barrier takes a very long time to build. Like these also take a long time to build. I think that there's actually a risk now of just not ever getting one in a round of control. Um, So yeah, I think that there's going to be a weird map balance issue here. I'm not actually sure, but I think that some of the bigger ults, the ones that like you wanted to have, are going to be, you're going to not see them as much. <laughs> I don't know if that's a good thing all the time, but um, yeah. And yeah, well, I, and for those that haven't been following uh, super closely or didn't tune in last week, just as a quick caveat, uh, there's a note that this these PTR changes are less likely to be to go all the way through into the live version yeah. than previous PTR changes. They're they're really just testing a lot of different things. So all these changes that we're we're about to yeah. talk about right now are much less likely to go through than the average PTR change, but still worth discussing yeah. here. And on and kind of following up on that, this is great, okay? This is really good that they're willing to just try all kinds of things and, and you know, be upfront with it. That, like Ben said, not all these will go through. In fact, who knows how many will even go through. Uh, but the fact that they're even just, you know, having us experiment with all these different kinds of changes, some of them very massive that we're about to talk about, it's incredibly great. And I think it'll be great to see these type of PTRs every, I don't know, every so often. I don't know, four months, five, six months or something like that. It'd be great to, to see well, that. The, uh, and I think, like, one thing that makes this, I, I mean, this patch right here is very esports centric. And I think that that's where I'm more, most excited. Mm-hmm. Um, all of these changes are to meta heroes. They're not really touching the ones that aren't so, I mean, they're obviously helping heroes that aren't picked as much, but they're not changing yeah. the heroes that are. Um, Already There's nothing important. crazy here that like yeah. breaks any heroes that aren't in the meadow or makes some hero like you know what I mean like they're touching 76 they're touching May like all these very meta picks and nothing else yeah so they're trying True. to work around those all right diva so so uh, mech's increased to or mech health has increased uh, um, an extra hundred armor's the same and then the movement speed while firing has increased 25% which she was like freaking turtle slow before so I'm not even sure if 25% is even noticeable uh, but Nangachu what do you think man. I was playing her a bit on the PTR today. She's she's fun. 
Mm-hmm. I I've yeah. tried playing her in the past and I couldn't stand her as a character. Uh, that one meta where she got buffed, uh, it it was like a 0.5 second cooldown yeah. on her yeah. uh, defense matrix. I tried playing her. I was terrible at it. <laughs> Still pretty bad at D.Va, but definitely more enjoyable. I feel like she's going to become common for a bit, and then people are going to remember how easily she gets countered. Just like Roadhog's mm-hmm. Aria, Winston's and Yada, all that yeah. stuff. And then she'll just slowly drift out of the meta again. Okay, but so I, I couldn't see her being picked for a while. So the extra hundred's still not enough, you think, to make her relevant? Uh, it could be. I, I guess I'll just have to see. Mm-hmm. Okay. Physics. Uh, I I love the movement speed change. Mm-hmm. Uh, anyone who's played Diva at all just knows how <laughs> non-ideal it feels to be in the middle of a firefight and be shooting some people, and like you're just such an easy target. The health increase is also interesting. Uh, I think it helps her less than people might think, though. Like, she's just going to charge ultimates even more for, like, Zarya's coming at her and things like that. Um, but definitely welcome. I mean, Diva is... I think she's a really cool hero for a lot of reasons. Mm-hmm. So I'm glad to see that she's getting some love. Mm-hmm. Flame? She kind of... I mean, with this change, I used to play... I mean, I tried playing her pre-patch i hated playing her like mangachu said um i shared like the same sentiment it's like really hard to play her but i played her yesterday in ptr and like you're so survivable now i mean like because people are running mercy and anna now in the ptr at least like you're seeing a lot more mercies because people want to try out the mercy changes but you can like tank so much damage it's kind of insane yeah um with that extra 100 health it doesn't seem like the biggest deal, but I think in situations where teams were running Winston, you might start seeing Diva because I think Diva just outshines them now in some ways. Yeah, that's a great yeah. point. Diva already yeah. was a good Winston counter, and this is just going to make her actually way better Winston counter, it seems like. Yeah, and just a way better like frontliner tank. Like High Noons were doing well. You could counter High Noons with this. Nano boosted Diva now is pretty scary. You don't need the That's H- true. you don't need like the damage output so much or the speed, but it's still pretty good. I don't know. She's a very she's like an alt battery for the enemy team, but she's also like a res and like healing battery for your own team. And it kind of balances out, especially since they touched Zarya's charge now. So like she's less hard countered by Zarya, I would say. But yeah, Roadhog still is a yeah. problem for her, and so it's like main stuff. But yeah, we'll see. yeah. So the movement speed for me, it. it it's more of just it just feels better now. Like when she's you know like normally all the characters in a, you know FPS games you know you, you, there is a lot of moving and firing and that sort of thing. And before it was just it was very awkward feeling whenever you were doing that. And you know you were moving like this very very slow pace. And so I think just generally increasing it a tiny bit just makes that overall mechanic even feel better. Um, okay, soldier. So this one's interesting. Everybody's been wondering when there would be a buff to soldier because he just disappeared from the meta, and a lot of people love soldier. This one's pretty big. So bullet damage increased three, so from seventeen to twenty for every bullet he fires. And then um, I guess to make up for that, the maximum bullet spread is increased from two point two to, to two point four. So Mangachu, soldier player. So what do, what do you think, man? What do you? I actually. I was talking to people on my stream one time and people were asking how to buff soldier and I said do what they did. I said increase the damage by like so, three or four. So, so they were I'm going to go ahead and give myself the credit. <laughs> That's right. That's you know, I right. fixed soldier. He's insane now. He uh, I was playing I don't know if I was playing against Enigma. He has an, a smurf named Hamburger and I queued <laughs> into somebody named Hamburger and they were destroying everybody. So I want to assume it was him. 
could be wrong, but uh, he right. definitely feels really good right now. He still has his counters, you know, he just gets bopped by any big character, unless if you hit all your headshots, but... Too yeah, good? he feels... Too good or just right? Uh, I don't know, honestly. I, it was only, like, two games that I played, so, like, first impression, too good. Mm-hmm. But I was also playing with people who would instant lock other new characters that would just get destroyed by a soldier. So <laughs> right, nobody really counterpicked him. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Fishstick, playing playing around any with this new soldier? I haven't had a chance to jump into PTR. Um, I was a big soldier player in the last uh, last pat or excuse me last uh, season. Haven't touched him even once this season. So glad to see he's getting some uh, some love as well. Um, I actually, I'm curious, since I haven't had a chance to play around with it, um, obviously we're, they're buffing the damage from 17 to 20 per shot, um, but it also says maximum bullet spread increased from 2.2 to 2.4. But if you're playing soldier correctly, are you even ever getting to the maximum spread? Would be my question, I guess, to Mangachu. Uh, I mean, or the way I- that I, I'm not playing it properly, honestly. Yeah. I just hold left click and hope I don't <laughs> miss. But <laughs> uh, any good soldier probably is not going to have to deal with that. Yeah. Yeah, I don't think it gets the maximum bullets. I think most people, most people don't let it. I mean, it's definitely bigger than the original, the original bloom that it used to have. But mm-hmm. I, I don't think people hold it long enough. It's five, right? I think it's five bullets right now. Yeah, I don't know if they changed that. Yeah. Someone said that they changed it from like four to five, but I mm-hmm. didn't verify that. The hero's good though. I mean, I, I mean, I had the pleasure of playing PTR when it was new, and there were like six seventy sixes on the enemy team, and you feel helpless. But like, <laughs> he still has his counters, you know. Like, I think the new Diva's pretty good against him. Winston was always good against him. You can still run Winston against him. Um, I, I think I had, I think I went McCree against the six, and we won. Like, you just damage boost a McCree, and <laughs> they die in two shots. So like, that's still his counter. I think he'll be picked more, but. As like a defensive hero, maybe on like specific maps, you might run him instead of a second healer. Yeah. That might be the only way you would do it now. Okay, yeah. So but, you know, to a, this probably appeases a lot of the Soldier seventy six uh, players and fans out there. So. You can kill Roadhogs now. That's a big deal. Oh, that's true. You can like out damage the heal from the Roadhog like quite easily with headshots, and oh, that was good. It'd be awesome. Like to that see felt what, good. It'd be awesome to see what the average number of shots you know it took to kill a roadhog before and then you actually see you know when you actually see the raw numbers that the raw increase in the number that that's when it starts getting impressive just yeah you don't realize how strong he is until you get like two tapped in a rocket and you're dead as like (laughs) two or three heroes like it's crazy yeah you run tracer now you get like body shot twice in a rocket you're dead it's very fast it's crazy man all right anna so lots of uh, proposed changes oh thank god everybody everybody <laughs> was talking about nano boost and i think everybody was in agreement that one of the three buffs from nano boost needed to be changed and people were contemplating on what it should be i think most people were saying either it should have been speed or it should have been just the damage reduction and i was kind of torn actually for you know as to which one it should be but what do you guys think mangshu I really honestly don't like the way they nerfed it. Okay. Uh, I feel like with them removing speed boost, it just removes pretty much all viability with tanks. Mm-hmm. Yep. So Ryan Hart, Winston, to an extent Roadhog. I feel like a Roadhog up would still be insane, but not as good. Uh, what I would have done is I would have like reduced the damage reduction to 30%. Mm-hmm. Maybe the damage dealt. Probably the damage dealt too, actually. 
So it does have counterplay still. Like you could just throw a Discord orb on him, and then he just dies. And if it's a Reaper, they die like instantly. It's a hundred percent, or they don't take any uh, damage reduction. So okay, uh, I I guess it's okay, but I would have gone a different way personally. Okay, Fishix. Um, I don't know. I actually don't mind this change. I gotta play around with it, but I think for me the most frustrating thing about uh, the Nano Boost. And uh, Death Blossom combo was the fact that you couldn't even escape it if you tried. Yeah. Like, you could see it coming from a mile away and still die. So, I like the fact that that's been addressed. But It's only that specific scenario that I actually think yeah. that the speed should have been. But everything mm-hmm. else, I would have rather had just the, uh, you know, the damage reduction reduced. But it is crazy. I mean, you, you can't even... You know, you, you can't counter it at all. Like, even, <laughs> even if you, you see it coming, it's like an Earth Shatter just... You still get a lot of the damage out even when Earth Shatter comes down. Flame, what about you? Um, she's. I mean, I've played around, I guess, in PTR. She's not as bad as I thought she would be because it just changes the ults that she combos with now. It's not um, it's not so much tank heavy. Or if you want it to be tank heavy, you can still make it tank heavy. I mean, I agree kind of with what Liam's saying in that they might have should have just changed the numbers on the buffs because it was kind of obnoxious having a 76 or a soldier, not a soldier, a Reinhardt run down a Lucio. Like, that felt really bad as a Lucio <laughs> player. You, like, pop speed boost with the Reinhardt still catching you. So, like, I think that that shouldn't have been a thing, but it kind of makes her more of a straight healer now and, like, a damage dealer instead of, like, a healing damage dealer that can also turn the tide of every single fight. Like, her nuke is still really good. Her healing per second is still very good. Her survivability is still very good. So from that perspective, she's not that bad of it. Like she's still a balanced hero in that sense. Like she's not too underpowered, but her ult is definitely different now. Like you're not going to want to pop it on a Reinhardt. You might want to pop it on like a 76 or on a McCree or on a Reaper that's hiding, but no longer can you do it. So yeah, it changes the play style. I don't know if that's a bad thing or a good thing, but I don't hate that. She needed to get nerfed and any nerf. I mean, they might have more options as the, PTR goes on. Does it really change the play style as much as it changes just the amount, like, just makes the timing even more important or less of a window as to, you know, how, how well, just say, like, a Reaper, you know, just a, um, a Nano Boost and a Reaper will work? You know, like, because there's large windows because of how fast, you know, everything moves, you know, at, moves at this point. So if you'd put it on a Reinhardt, for instance, even in a lower level game, you know, the Reinhardt could be pretty far away and then he can still just, like, run down everything. Doesn't it just, like, maybe like shrink down that window like you just have to wait until your team's even closer like you can't actually nano boost somebody until you're maybe even engaged uh versus setting something up well the thing is like i think it's also very it's just very good on the wrong and different heroes now like Mm -hmm. before the problem with the nano boost is that there's no counterplay um in general to it it was like you had to hit an earth shatter or something to shut it down like a flashbang wasn't enough it made mccree not really playable against nano boosted Heroes, and I think that that was a pro- like that's why we saw very little McCree play throughout oh. the past couple months. Okay, yeah, was because like Reinhardt's would just run at you, a Reaper would just run at you, and like you were just helpless. Mm. So like it changes that, like it makes more heroes good against it in some way. It also makes it like like if you're a Zenyatta now, you're not going to get chased down by a Reaper. You might be able to get a Discord off and like go corner high, mm-hmm, right. like hide around the corner. Mm-hmm. But um, the fact that it just made you feel sometimes that you had no way to win was, I think, the problem. Like I watched the VOD of like. I think it was Reunited versus, oh my god, someone's going to kill me if I get this name wrong. It was the Haxel Genji match. I don't remember the name of the team. I run away. Oh, right. oh, yeah. yeah. So, like, there was at one point where they nano boosted Genji and they just had no heroes that could stun. And people were asking me, like, what's the counterplay? And, like, the correct answer was actually just jump in the Ilio Swell and die and respawn and hope you don't give them too much ult advantage. 
Like, <laughs> some if you didn't have a, the right heroes to counter a nano boosted Genji or a nano boosted Reaper, you just got team wiped. And I think that that was the issue. At least now you can run away, you can kite it, you can do, you yeah. can make a lot of better decisions. And I think that that's really good. Right. Okay. Cool. Um, all right, going through some of these a little bit quicker. So May Blizzard ultimate cost is increased by fifteen. So, I mean, she gets you, know, you get the reduction in the charge up. Uh, or no, you get the ultimate costs increased by 25%, and then hers increases 15 on top of that, I believe, right? So uh, Blizzard, definitely a lot more expensive. Uh, amp up, uh, the the actual healing per second has decreased by 10%. So that that was an interesting change. Do you guys think that Lucio needed that? They don't uh, want him played. They just don't want you know? him played? Yeah. Really? No, you can tell that they like they want him to have a less high pick rate. Like they they keep nerfing him. Like they took yeah. away his damage, they nerfed his speed, now they're nerfing his healing. Um Well to be fair, it was hundred percent at one point. Oh so. yeah, I mean everything I mean, was really strong on. about him, but yeah, it, he's like, still really. he's still good, you know? Like this doesn't change this won't change his pick rate. He'll still be think. picked. Yeah, like a yeah. pretty good amount. The yeah. only way, and like I don't know if I'm gonna go off on a limb here, but like I think the only way you nerf him is if you give another hero a speed aura. Like, give someone else the yeah. ability to make their teammates faster because the fact that he's the only one that can do it, like, you, no matter what you do to him, he's still going to get picked. Yeah. I, I do agree, though, that there were some situations where, like, an Anna would nuke and then a Lucio would start amping heals and suddenly, like, the entire team is at full health in less than a second. You can't, like, outdamage it. That was crazy. And then there'd be times where you wanted to, like, end a map, but a Lucio would be, like, skating on a wall on Anubis or on King's Row or something. And you wouldn't be able to get him down fast enough, and he like would stay alive at like ten HP. So like those mm-hmm. scenarios will go away now. It's definitely a nerf, but mm-hmm. in terms of changing the meta or anything, I don't think so. Hmm, okay, I agree. Um, all right, Zarya. So particle barrier power power gain from the barriers decreased. So all, all the power basically essentially is decreased from whatever barrier, her barrier or the one that she gives uh, by twenty percent, which is that's a good amount. Fishix, what do you think about this, man? Uh, Zarya's. The second most picked hero in competitive play <laughs> over the last however long competitive has existed uh, behind Lucio. So they're obviously just, I mean, they've been up pretty upfront about the fact that they look at data a lot to make their decisions. And this one seems like another uh, reaction to that. I mean, Zarya has just been one of the most picked heroes on every single map, on every single point. She just works. Um, so I do think a nerf is appropriate. This, this, however, does seem a little bit intense. I mean, it's not like if you don't have 100 charge, you only have 50, 60. Like, Zarya still outputs a really good amount of DPS at that level. But it just feels like it's going to be really a lot harder to get into your groove. I mean, that said, there are, you know, even as like a mediocre Zarya player, there are a lot of times where I have full charge and I'm still like getting more and more and more charge. So, yeah. you know, great Zarya players are still going to be able to get 100 charge. Um, and yeah. play safe and play smart. Um, but I do think that this is significant enough that it could really impact her pick rate at, at a high level. Okay. Yeah. What, do you, what about you guys? What do you think? You can go uh, first. <laughs> I'm pretty happy about the nerfs. Uh, she, I mean, I do agree that it's a little bit over the top, but I honestly can't remember a time that I haven't seen her picked in like any yeah. game in the past two months, maybe three. Like you need her to win, her character, her design, and her alt are just too good. So, like this nerf, it's gonna do a good number. It's, it's she's not gonna be an instant pick, but she'll still be picked every once in a while, depending on the map. Like I can see her getting picked still on like King's Row, 
mm-hmm. just because of how tight the chokes are. Like you're still going to yeah. get instant power regardless of where you are. But okay. perhaps maybe like Watchpoint and maybe Numbani, not so much. Okay. And also remember the 25% alt nerf hurts Staria more than most heroes. As oh well. yeah, yeah. So I feel like this is a double nerf. Yeah, she's significantly weaker, but I don't know that that'll change. I mean, on offense, I think she's kind of a liability now because if you're like playing some maps and you only have like three or four minutes and you just only get one graviton off, it might not be enough. So that's like where she might struggle, but her kit's just so good. Like, forget the graviton at all. Like, just the fact that she can save people from dying, and she's probably one of the only heroes that like has that ability is why she's so good. Yeah, she's so a sustain. Yeah, she's yeah, and sustain. it changes. I mean, like you used to be able to just eat fire strikes at the beginning of rounds, and you would get um, <laughs> yeah. like fifty percent charge, and I only get forty. So it takes like three bubbles generally now to get the full one hundred, which is a very big deal. I mean, that's like eight second cooldown before you can even think about getting. 100 charge so yeah it's a big nerf um i think you'll see her on defense if anything you won't see her as much on offense because it might be risky to try to win with her gravitons because if you don't you just won't win um but that's the only scenario i see okay yeah so we'll we'll definitely see if zarya if this affects at least how much she's picked um It'd be nice to see some of them with the other tanks a little bit more. Uh, okay, Torbjorn, last one. This is, <laughs> I don't know why, but this this change, I don't know, just kind of makes me smile a little bit. Uh, scraps to automatically generate over time now. And then the scraps that Torbjorn gets from, from you know, players that have died is consider- considerably less, 40% less. Forge Hammer, swing speed, 25%. Damage decreased by 27%, which I'm just like, where, where's the math? I don't quite understand exactly the math there. Maybe there's somebody can tell me exactly what happens there. But generally speaking, Torbjorn just gets scrap over time, which when I played him, definitely got way more armor. I, I was just throwing armor like constantly on some of these maps. So I, I don't know. Is this, is this good enough to make Torbjorn relevant at all? I mean, I think the hammer swing speed increase is probably the best part of this. Uh, really? Simply because, like, it took... Oh, because of the... Yeah. It, it takes so long to get to a level 2 turret that if, you're, if your turret dies in the middle of an, an engagement, you have literally no chance at all of getting a level 2 turret back up in, in that same team fight. So I think the fact that he can now get his turrets up 25% faster... Uh, could be enough to, like, make him slightly more viable, but I guess it all depends on how much more scrap comes out uh because then maybe he's like a hybrid like support type character which is kind of weird but interesting <laughs> i don't know wait gotta, so just so i have this right to... the damage decrease that's not the repairing of the turret is it no it's the damage of his melee okay yeah. just making sure because... <laughs> it's weird because it's not like <laughs> i think it's to prevent trolling yeah it's, i think it's to prevent trolling because posts like clips of themselves getting like three k's and gravitons with like nano boosted torbjorn hammers <laughs> and like i think that they just want that never showing up anywhere okay. like that's the only reason why i could see this being a thing okay uh, mangji what do you think Tor- i'm i'm very happy i'm a torbjorn <laughs> man at heart i'm not gonna that's deny right, that man. i i love playing the character uh i played a bit of him on the ptr in one of the matches uh I queued into someone who I've played every match and he instant locked Torb every time. He destroyed me. And <laughs> I queued him the next game and he honestly just didn't pick a character until I cut off Torb. So uh, he's pretty good at him. But Torb as a character, like, I'm a fan. I could see him not being at like 1% picked or just a troll pick now. 
I have to admit I was one of those people that did use the hammer to kill people. <laughs> I've done it in a match like forever Reported. ago, back, back when he was uh, somewhat viable, but it's definitely justified. I'm a big fan of the swing speed priest, though. Okay. Okay, that's cool. <laughs> <laughs> Any thoughts, Flame? I'm like afraid to even ask you. Okay, so no, no, no. Oh, well, so I thought, I thought, well, when this came out initially, it was insane because you generated armor before the gates opened. Yeah. They nerfed it in another patch. I don't think it's listed anywhere, but it's not there anymore. Um, with the fact that alts are weaker now, like before. If you had a Zarya on the enemy team, it would just like soak damage from the Torbjorn turret and it would like spam. You could just spam right clicks at the Torb gun and like 1v1 the Torb gun and it would feed the Zarya ult. And now that that's not a thing, this hero is actually, I think, really in a good place or at least like pickable in more than like hmm. low scenarios. Like when the game came out and closed beta, people used to run Torbjorn legitimately on like Hollywood. You saw it sometimes on King's Row. It wasn't that good on King's Row, but Numbani too, even now. Yeah. Um, the fact that he doesn't feed alt anymore is a huge change. And then yeah, the fact that he'll just massive. get armor when he's not... Like, you don't have to win a fight anymore to get armor. And I think that that's the big deal here. Yeah. Um, he was kind of risky to run because if you ran him on some maps and you lost the first team fight, you were just like, all right, guys, we're done here. Like, this isn't going to work. Right. Like, you were very reliant on that armor. And now that the armor kind of is given to you, it's um, it's just a straight buff. The only problem I think I have with it is that you generate armor while you're dead so you'll die and then respawn with like enough armor for like two people sometimes or like an extra person and that's kind of um insane like you'll come back to a fight after your team wipes and there'll just be like all these dead bodies around to get armor from and then suddenly your whole team has armor that's a little too strong but as far as too strong it's torbjorn i think you're right though you might see him instead of supports because you can like kind of heal with armor packs in some way mid fight right um it's not like the most reliable thing, but it's definitely a thing. <laughs> I had this I had this one battle where I was like one v oneing like a soldier and I literally had like four or five packs on me and I would just throw one at a time and then pick them up after I get damaged and I ended yeah. up winning that, that battle. And Molten so Core is no joke, man. Yeah. Molten it's Core so is some like that is an ult. It like is. that is that is an ult. Like <laughs> that's, <laughs> that's true. <laughs> All right, so uh, trying to get through the rest of these real quick. Uh, so Diva, another decrease to the uh, the Call Mech Ultimate, which is obviously another good thing for Widowmaker. A couple things to Venom Mine, Widow Kiss. Uh, just the last two, I think, are worth. I think maybe talking. Well, let's a not bit. skip over Widowmaker. Okay, you want to talk about Widowmaker? Okay. I, I mean, I I think okay. this this could be what pushes her into really? actually being super yeah. uh, okay. relevant. I mean, okay. All right. If you remember the old days of Reaver, just like. Uh, when when there was like zero scope um, delay, like Reaver just going nuts with shot after shot after shot after shot, mm-hmm. that's going to be slightly more possible now. I mean, you're going to be able to get fully charged much much quicker. Uh, there's the there's less delay on the unscope animation now as well. So I think this is this could be enough to thrust Widow into All actually right. being relevant. I think. Mega, I don't know. Mega. You agree with that? Yeah, she's good. She's going to see a lot more play. She can still get countered pretty easily by characters that just like dive her. So like NG, Winston, Diva, but she's going to be doing. She's going to be seeing a lot more play. I am pretty sure of that. No, oh, okay. Well, a lot of people love that. So uh... I don't know if they reverted some of this. Like I played her three nights ago when this patch was new, and I felt like I was just. Like, inc- like when the game came out, it was really hard to beat her because you could, like, pump out body shots that would kill people. Like, you didn't even have to aim for heads. Like, aiming for heads was, like, 
that was just icing on the cake if you needed it. <laughs> just mm-hmm. for and the other night, I was able to, like, you could, like, headshot Azaria, and then if she popped her bubble to stay alive, you didn't really care. You just shot through it. And I thought that that, I don't think you can do that anymore. So I don't know if she got touched. Maybe it was placebo in my head, but I feel like they nerfed this number, this 20% over the past day, like in yesterday's mm. patch. Mm. But I might be wrong. Okay. But, um, well, they didn't mention a video. it. They did. Yeah. yeah. So. I mean, they didn't mention the Torb thing either. So that's why I'm hesitant to make judgments. I also felt like Zarya built alt faster yesterday. But I, again, I might just be like <laughs> a mental case and none of this is true. Okay. Well, I mean, Widowmaker coming back, I think a lot of people would like to see, especially in the the pro ranks. It's all, it's amazing when there's a, a crazy Widow streak going. And you get to see like just the crazy aim that some of the players have that are some of the great players, the great Widows out there have. Uh, okay, so let's talk about Farah. So Rocket Launcher, some big things here. Minimum explosion damage has increased 25% of the rocket's total damage, which is basically double what it used to be. And, um, you know, maybe not for you guys that probably get direct hits, but for guys like me that do miss, you know, and, and get the explosion damage, it's a pretty big deal. And the minimum uh, explosion knockback has been decreased to zero of the rocket's total knockback, which was formerly 75%. So, uh, Ben, I know you used to like playing Ferris, so though. What, what, what I mean, I'm, I want to let Manga Chu take this one. Okay, sure, Manga, <laughs> no Manga is the yeah, play. Like, I play a lot of Ferris myself. Yeah. I'm somewhat perplexed by these changes, but I want to hear what <laughs> Manga Chu has to say first. I'm uh, I'm pretty interested in them. I didn't play much fair in the PTR. Uh, I'm honestly kind of nervous to play the PTR just because everybody's playing like two out of the three characters that just absolutely destroy her. <laughs> Farah or uh, Widowmaker and Soldier. So you really can't fly in the air or else you're just going to get instant gibbed. Um, the stats themselves, though, they do seem pretty interesting. My rockets are a little bit inconsistent, so I'm a fan of the whole splash damage increase. But the knockback thing is, uh, it couldn't do a lot, honestly. Mm-hmm. I think it's. I think I don't like the knockback thing. It like makes your rockets. If you like, like I mean, Mangachu played TF2. Let's mm-hmm. not beat around the bush. Like when you shot rockets, <laughs> you would like you would knock people around, you know, and like it was kind yeah. of like a stun in itself because you could like stop someone's movement. And this kind of took that away. I, I guess that they're trying to aim for, like, it's easier to aim your next rocket because they're not moving. But I think that hitting people after they've been juggled is one of the easier ways to get kills. Right. Mm-hmm. So now Definitely. The, so now they're not getting juggled as much. So it's harder to kill them. But then they up the explosion damage. So it's like they ner- – I like the buff to the explosion damage because there were definitely too many times where you would, like, flank a Widowmaker and they would live with, like, 10 HP because your second rocket, like, didn't clip the right way. And now that'll go away, but the the fact that now if you miss, you're not going to push them much, if at all, is I think a huge nerf to her ability to get kills in general. Because you, again, you're not going to be able to get that nice juggle kill. Yeah, and if, if I put myself in in uh, Jeff Goodman's shoes, trying to think kind of what the rationale is here, uh, that's Zan, by the way. If you if you're <laughs> following on, yeah. Anyway, right. uh, what I'm what I think is the rationale here is like. Farah is going to be better when she's not fully exposing herself. So she can spam around corners, not fully expose herself, okay. and still deal a lot of damage. Um, but I never felt like her... I felt I never felt like yeah. splash damage was a problem. Like I felt like I was always able to do a lot of splash damage as Farah. Um, but yeah, I mean, it's going to make her pretty dangerous in these situations. Like imagine... Imagine you're on... Uh, you're on Li Zhang Tower. You're on... The night mark? No, no, no. The open air one garden. There you go. 
Um, imagine people coming through that small little doorway. Like a single rocket is going to do... It does splash damage to basically everyone who's near that that entryway. Mm-hmm. They're all going to be actually getting hurt really bad by every single rocket coming through. So in some situations, I think this makes her a lot better. But also in other situations when you're not able to knock people back, like that's a great way of throwing off a McCree's aim. That's a great way of, mm-hmm. of lining up your follow-up rocket afterwards if you're if you're hitting them back. Um, but all all really hard to judge without actually playing too much with her because it's hard to hard to know exactly what the maximum range is here. Um, but yeah, I don't. The knockback one just kind of seems a little strange to me. Yeah, I mean, and back to what Liam was saying, like her aerial ability to survive isn't changed by this, so it's like. Is she really like bringing her back into the meta? Like it changes her play style. Like if you wanted her to be played this way, she's almost like a junk route that shoots rockets. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Not, you don't really want to be in the air. Is. Yeah. Um, and that's the really spammer. the kicker she's here. Yeah. Major she's like a, now. Yeah, she's a major. The only thing that was like her biggest flaw was the aerial mobility. Like it's so easy to just shoot her out of the sky, especially like if McCree just high noons and you're in a bad spot, you're just dead. Yeah, mm-hmm. I know uh, people have thought about just a way like if you crouch in the air, you just shoot straight down. Yeah, I, I was. Like, I've been. Th- yeah, I've been saying that to a few people too. Like that. Uh, really what's, is it a taunt? No, it's a intro. Yeah, yeah, the highlight intro. It's a player intro, I think, where like she comes out of the air and like slams her fist into the ground. That'd be a sick move. Like, where's oh the... yeah, that would be tight. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. There you where's go. The, where's we the ground the pound? There it is. There's the buck. Like Silverhawk style, man. That'd be awesome. We made it. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, last thing we have is a mercy, and this is a pretty big one too. Passive health regeneration now kicks in when mercy avoids taking damage for one second, formerly three seconds. And I mean that's almost instant <laughs> to be honest. So what do you guys think of this? Uh, it makes Mercy actually survivable. I yeah. mean, if a tracer's on you, but you have one teammate helping and forces her to recall like a little bit further away, Mercy's actually going to be able to self heal in that situation, like just slightly. I mean, mm-hmm. I'm not gonna. I'm not saying that tracers are aren't going to be able to kill Mercy's. It's just going to make it a lot harder um, if you if the Mercy has any kind of help from their teammates. Um, so I feel like this helps a ton for Mercy mains and pubs. Um, in in competitive play, it's still going to be tough. You're still going to have Winston jumping on you. You're still going to have yeah. tracers going after you. Um, but yeah, Manga, what do you think? I like it. You know, I'm a fairer player, so <laughs> my partner's going to live more. I'm pretty happy about it. Uh, it's definitely a good change. I feel like it could do a lot especially for people that are just flying in for a res. Like, you know, they may miss mm-hmm. one shot and then, boom, everybody's alive because you missed one shot. So we'll see. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it makes her more livable, but it's not... I think her biggest problem is that, or at least in comp play, maybe not in the highest level, but in terms of pubs and stuff, like, people all want that play of the game. And most of the time, if you're going for, like, a four or five-man res, it kind of turns into a suicide mission. So, like, that, that doesn't change. Um, but even just sustain. I mean, even before. That, yeah, yeah, no, like, and she's definitely more there. livable now. She's definitely yeah. more livable now. But as far as yeah. pick rate, I don't know if she'll outshine Zenyatta or if she'll outshine um, what's Anna. it called? Anna. Or, Anna. Yeah. Because if you have to like bank on a res getting off, that's like her problem, right? Is like if you don't get the res off, it's like why did I pick this hero? In most situations, and it's if, if like res has to be played around correctly in a certain way, so it makes she's very team specific and she's very like um, 
player specific and i think that's her biggest issue right so i don't know i i think that if they want her picked more there needs to be like some way for her reses to be less of a kamikaze flight um once one situation I, or one what's the word suggestion i heard was like give her the guardian angel or the the res buff on herself like she turns into that weird shiny glowy thing so mm. she's invincible really? during res oh, oh that's no. actually an interesting idea that's... so she could actually res and get out and not yeah i'm like time. yeah she's okay. like with her team and not be a, like because it turns into a suicide mission it's hard yeah because like you'll res five people but if there's still like five left then you lose the positioning battle you lose a healer like whatever i don't know we'll see if that ever makes it to the game but um <laughs> it's definitely cool a big idea, buff. it makes her more survivable yeah. she won't get she won't die to mccree's as easily now because you used to be able to like shoot a mccree in the air or shoot a mercy and then you'd like miss maybe and if you shot again you might not kill her but now if you miss that second shot she'll passively regen a bit so it's a good it's good but it's um i don't know if it'll help her <laughs> okay all right, well, that's going to be it, guys, for the PTRJs. That was a long. That, there were a lot of changes, so I, I think just we just spent like, forty-five minutes. Exactly, on that. <laughs> it's definitely good to to go through it when, when there's that much going on. Uh, but when we go into actually, real quick, just want to plug the iTunes. Uh, we're going to be we the the overview is actually on iTunes and as well as Google uh, Google Music Podcasts. So you can, if you would like to listen to audios on the way to work or whatnot, you can definitely find us there by um, searching for Overwatch Podcasts. Um, and if you like the show, go ahead and leave us a five star review. That that definitely helps. Out. <laughs> show a, a lot so uh so uh yeah if you if you want to do that that'd be awesome esports news okay so we got some let's see let's start off with some of the roster changes so idqd drops from the fanatic main roster uh which which surprised a bunch of people but surprisingly it didn't surprise some other folks so at least from the standpoint of how you know just i guess what it might actually allow for the roster to to do now from the standpoint of comps and whatnot but idqd idqd is one of the best tracers we have, like for sure, like in, in the pro scene. So, uh, yeah, what are your reactions to this? Uh, start with you, Mangashu. I'm kind of surprised, but at the same time, I'm not. I mean, I'm just <laughs> exactly. surprised that they that like they lost a player. You know, they've been pretty successful with that roster. I didn't. I, there was like we lost to a few teams, but they weren't teams that like you should be upset about losing to. They like, lost to Envy at uh, E League. Not too, you know, it's not too surprising. Uh, I do know that, like, Cool Matt isn't a huge fan of Flex. So I feel like what mm-hmm. this could be with RDQD being off the team, Cool Matt moves to DPS and they try out Flex players. Not sure who. But it's, uh, it could go either way, honestly. I don't know who could, who they could pick up for DPS or Flex, really, but we'll just have to see. I have ideas, but I don't want to leak anything. But I guess I, from in my in my perspective, it's shocking, but it's it's like weirdly not because the same thing happened with Rogue, whatever that team was called before they were called Rogue. I did hear right. Yeah, oh, no, no, or right before. No, oh, no right it was before. before. It was um. Uh, uh, what was it called? <laughs> God, my dog. I don't, my yeah, dog. Yeah, right? yeah, they, yeah, they won. They good. won Take TV, yeah. and then they yeah. he left or they got on, they <laughs> yeah, cut him off true. the roster the next day or something. Right, right. And the, and the way that the wording came out on the fanatic page was like it sounded like there was just a personality just like a issue between like the players and like he just didn't like they worded it they like wordsmithed it pretty well, but it sounded like there was just like a internal conflict thing going on so it's, it is what it is direction it's <laughs> or something like that yeah yeah, yeah or like two yeah. players just didn't get along i mean it's all player politics sure. that's a whole sure. you could we could write a whole show about that if you wanted but <laughs> um yeah it is what it is yeah 
I mean, this is you're right. This is the second time this exact same thing has happened to IDDQD. He's playing for a roster that's doing well on the up and up. And just when things are going so well for them, there's personality issues or whatever. So I, I don't want to read too much into it, but uh, this is a trend now. So mm-hmm. okay. I just wonder who they're going to replace him with. They're trying. Uh, I think that's they're a taking great tryouts. Point. So yeah, and they'll definitely. I don't think that they'll take anyone. Your mic's muted. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, what I'm muted now. Yeah, what'd you say? Okay, no, you're 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 now. Oh, my bad. I said that uh, I wouldn't be surprised if he if they broke a team to pick up a player. Really? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like that team needs uh, a good player, like a top player, like not some one random person. You know, it's like a like they need someone that can fill that spot at, yeah. at the highest level because that team is playing at the highest level. And I, I'm excited if Cool Matt is moving back to DPS because his McCree was like yeah. one of the best in beta. And like people knew him for being the McCree, I guess, in the NA scene. So him and Tailspin were without a doubt my favorite DPS combo. Yeah, yeah him on the McCree oh, yeah. and then yeah. him on the good old Hubris Terra. Yeah. Yeah. Old Envy. Exactly. So okay, from the other standpoint, IDQD, you think there are gonna be teams just being quick to pick him up, just from the standpoint of how his skills? I think he'll wait. You think? Oh, okay. Yeah, because there's like all that news about the league thing. and stuff. He's a free agent right now. Like he has a lot of power, in my opinion. But yeah, but you know, the you longer know. you wait, though, like you know, you're you're long, the more you give other uh, other players and teams opportunities yeah. to start shining, and then you know what I mean. Like the longer you're out, I feel like the longer you're you give a chance that your stock goes down too. Yeah, it depends on your play style, though. I mean, you have players like Mendo who hasn't played since. I don't even know what team he was on last. Reunited or Rogue? I don't remember the last the time he was on team. The team that went undefeated forever. Yeah, the team that was undefeated forever. And oh, then God. Off. I don't even include FaZe as a team. Don't, don't team forget. Oh, no, forget FaZe. That yeah, forget FaZe. Like, this is, that didn't yeah, happen. FaZe didn't last longer than a couple <laughs> weeks. But, um, yeah, no, they had like a roster for a week, and then they lost half yeah. their players okay, to some other right, team. Right, it was fair. it was a mess. But my point being that like Mendo's still a top-tier player, and I don't think IDDQD will ever not be a top-tier McCree Tracer player. Yeah. Okay, well... Um, other team news. So it sounds like Cloud9 uh, solidified their team. Uh, so before they were in the process of trying out a few, just because they had a, a big, a big roster shakeup. So it sounds like Mendo and is a rule uh, um, that that's going to be a permanent member of Cloud9 now. So that that's pretty cool. And is it Rib as well? Oh, Rib too. Yeah, Rib too. Yeah, he's uh, been so. playing a lot with them lately. So mm-hmm. uh, he's like the him and Mendo are the only people that have been playing with their roster for. However long they've been playing with this new roster, I guess. Yeah. Yeah. All right. So I don't want to question this, Chan Man, because you you threw it in the script. But where where did you see this news? I like searched everywhere. We're talking about right. Yeah. I just honestly like they've been playing with these people for so long, and going off of the fact that two of them are under contract, with Minnow being under phase and Rolf being under method, like they obviously had to buy them out. So, at the very least, they're under the C9 org. I'm, right there. I'm gonna play you devil's advocate and say that this folks. isn't confirmed, and that <laughs> it's definitely not confirmed. It's definitely not confirmed. So they, not they confirmed. have a new roster, you but there's no legal you. paperwork. Here. Like I know for a fact that there will be backlash if we make it sound like this no, is no, no, no. It's not confirmed. Solid. Yeah, definitely not confirmed. This. Like the, it's a solid roster, but it's not solidified. Okay, yeah. it's okay. like still so not solid. Okay, there we go. Solid roster, but not. Okay, okay. Sorry, I I miss. My bad. I'm taking the blame for this. I don't want to be the source of a bad news leak. There you go. <laughs> but it will make the show more popular. <laughs> yeah. There you go. 
All right, moving on. Uh, a new event was announced. MLG, which for those of you don't know MLG, uh, event organizer that, that's been doing all kinds of um, events for a long time now. And their events were very, very famous. Their LAN events that are very, very famous for having multiple games involved in, in obviously multiple open tournaments in the past. So lots of people, StarCraft, for instance. I played in one like a long time ago, being a, the scrub I am, and it was, it was really, really fun. Anyways, they've announced that there's 100 thousand dollar invitational at the uh, at a vegas event that's going to include call of duty too as well as i think one other game let me actually bring up the page real quick uh, so you guys can see it uh but definitely mlg's first event with overwatch so really really cool and vegas is always super fun too so this is going to be in december uh i think towards the end of De- or actually mid-december 16th through 18th so, uh, Ben, you know, you, you've always known MLG for a long yeah, time. Yeah, yeah, I have this? a ton of thoughts here. Mm-hmm. Um, first thought, Vegas for eSports, fantastic. Thank you, <laughs> MLG. I can't wait to go back. I miss going to Vegas for eSports events, Rest in Peace IPL. Those were really, really fun events. So, this yep. glad to have this happen. I think it's really smart. Second thought, I think it's really smart by MLG to do this. Um, there's there's really nothing on the horizon after BlizzCon right now. Mm-hmm, right. So they just kind of solidified themselves as being like the next big tournament to look forward to. I guess there's uh, there's DreamHack as well, uh, excuse me, but that, that's a little bit smaller, 50K tournament. Mm-hmm. Uh, but my third thought is, did it have to be an Invitational, really? Couldn't you get, like, I r- would have much preferred to see an open tournament here. I think, like you said, Chris, like mm-hmm. they're real. They were known for having huge open tournaments for Call of Duty, for Halo, for StarCraft, massive, massive open brackets, and it would have been super cool to see that here for for Overwatch. I think the fact that it's an eight team Invitational is going to make it less interesting to me. Uh, I mean, maybe the fans will will tune in and watch the same if it's you know the top teams that they they've come to know and love and expect. Um, but I would have loved to see an open tournament and. Hell, bring China, bring Korea. Let's have yeah. an open tournament, like a global open tournament. Like that would have been much cooler, in my opinion. Yeah, um, but, it'll yeah. be interesting to see who they invite. Maybe they will invite like the best Korean team and maybe the best Chinese team, and then the six, you know, EU and NA teams. Did they actually say who they were inviting? I, I didn't quite. No, there's, there's a lot it. of question marks with yeah. this event, but I mean, from a logistics standpoint, that's probably why it's only eight teams. Like it looks like the Call of Duty teams had to pick like purchase limited number of passes like there's not even an open call of duty event so maybe like they only have limited space or limited funding i don't know how the whole thing works but it sounds like everything was set in stone like they had a plan and there wasn't much room for yeah. <laughs> adjustments yeah well if it's, it's just, if it's just the start then that's cool you know like maybe the next one they'll they'll open it up some but uh still cool very very cool mlg is getting into overwatch it's been a while since I actually it's been a while since I've been to an LG event which well, it's just a matter of fun. time right because yeah. Activision owns them yeah so. of course yeah that's another thing too <laughs> uh, all right so that's it for the news here we're going to uh, kind of go into events maybe a couple things World Cup's the big thing so the World Cup groups are announced uh, the schedule is even announced as to um, the matches that are upcoming I think it starts on the 29th I believe or Really, really soon here, anyways. Uh, so here are the groups real quick. And there's a whole video if you want to watch Nate answer, do the whole drawing or whatnot. They had these balls that had all the teams in it. Uh, but this is this is the group distribution here. And it's pretty good. Actually, I was pretty pleased with how it was distributed. Uh, I think there's a really good chance that we see the top eight teams in the tournament or maybe seven teams uh, make it through to the you know to the next round. Um, but what do you think, Mangshu? 
Uh, I got. I have mixed emotions about the whole thing in general, <laughs> considering I'm not going. But I, I can't believe you did that on the Canadian. I don't know, man. That's crazy. Yeah, I can't play tanks. Your SR just wasn't high enough, dude. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> rank one. I don't know, man. Wow. Yeah, I, wow. Yeah. I got. There's a whole bunch of reasons to why I didn't go, but or I didn't get folded in. But you know, I don't want to get into that. It sucks, but it's whatever. Uh, I wouldn't be surprised if whatever team uh, the Lunatic team is just wins the whole thing. Because I've, I've personally played against them. They were unbelievable. But the, the groups are all pretty well balanced. Wait, how much of the South Korea team is Lunatic? Is it's it, half. It's, it's half, half of it? Okay. Oh, wow. Yeah. That's a yeah but, so. but IG fires all of China, so I don't know how Ooh. great. Like You know what I mean? It's like I also heard that the Thailand team is like this massive stack of top 500 players that's like really good and just dom- like dominates the, their servers. So, uh, like, there's a lot of hype going into some of these groups. I think, like, just in the unknown situations of like who's going to perform well. Wasn't there an issue with the Chinese team though? I thought there were visa issues. Yeah, are there? I have no idea. Yeah, I haven't heard about that. I'd be surprised if an entire team had be like because that's a team. Like, it's not even like a random group. Maybe it's a team. No, it's not. Okay, Kiki's telling me it's not. So maybe it's okay. not. Maybe. Korea is the scariest player that we should be, or the scary team that we should be running away from. But um, <laughs> that makes, I mean, it makes that group interesting at least. Yeah. Group yeah. D, if it's not all of IG Fire. Yeah, Group D. It looks like it, it, I think Group D is going to be the most competitive one. Uh, the other two, the other groups seem to have. I don't know. What do you think of Group A? I mean, obviously Sweden. I think but... all of the second place and like because I think it's GSL style groups, right? In so I think it's just also groups no, like so the, the top two from each so, so group the get out. Yeah. So yeah. those matches, like the between the two and the three, are I think going to be really good in every single bracket. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I agree. Yeah, like you expect Sweden to win Group A, and then Canada versus Spain, like that might be the most hype match of the qualifiers. Yeah, yeah. No one's four and Rolf versus like Bromas and who, what's his name. The, the scout, Harry the, scout the tracer. No, no, the tracer. Ne- Neptuno, like, oh, they have so much power on that team. Like, like that could go either way. And then like the USA versus what is it? I don't know. You expect USA to ruin no, Group USA B, and, yeah, I think. But Germany, US and Germany, Germany, Russia, all you, that's that's probably the closest group. I think. Really? Actually, the Russian team's yeah. pretty good too. That's true. The Russian I, team I, is totally, very good. Totally forgot about that. Uh, yeah, I actually mm-hmm. think that Group B is by far the least uh set in stone group yeah that's the most predict yeah that's the least predictable uh, group i think of the whole thing okay you know i i'm kind of worried as a north american resident and fan that <laughs> we may not have, <laughs> might not have north a USA team teams. in the tournament oh, <laughs> like, no, i mean russia's looking good germany's looking good like these are they they're stacked to the t um the, the only person i don't know though. on the russian team super well is godspeed and reds but the other four are like God tier players. Germany is looking really good. Um, so it's going to be tough. Like, I think uh, USA can do it, but I don't, it's really not. Like, I think Group B is, is the up thing. In the, air. the thing you really have to keep in mind is that some of the teams don't have people that play the roles that they're assigned to at yeah. the level that they want to be at. Yeah. And that's like really where it gets scary. Like, I don't think NA has a flex player. Or like a off tank rather, like a for US. Tank. Yeah, for US. Um, 
It's like Tailspin and, and Tailspin Seagull. Tailspin Seagull and Gods. Like Gods has to play Hit Scan. Gods then... is a uh, no. Gods I, mean, can play. I think I Tailspin could play Hit Scan to an extent. And you're gonna put Gods on Zarya. Gods is a nutty flex. Yeah, I've seen Gods play before he joined NRG. Before he played NRG, he was he mm-hmm. played flex for like Humble Break. Mm-hmm. Before that team I know that. dissolved yeah. into whatever, and Cloud uh, Nine, right? <laughs> that was he was good. insane. <laughs> But then some teams have good healers, like USA. I don't want to like call people out, but some teams have like stronger healers than others, and some of them have better hit scan than others. And like, there's going to be a really weird dynamic because like of the different strengths of the different teams. Like, yeah, yeah, it I might just come down to like what makes the meta the strongest at that moment. Like, if one team had a nutty Anna and a nutty Reinhardt like last week or so, or even like a good Reaper, it might actually just be enough. So I don't want to say that there's a lot of. Like groupie is definitely scary. I guess is where yeah, I'm, I'm going. I'm getting with excited this. just even talking, hearing that because we're going to see some crazy things. I think we're not just going to see you know just the normal meta because of what you're. No, it's going to be. Yeah, it's going to be fun. These yeah. games have the most potential to just have the wonkiest strategies just based <laughs> off what people awesome. are good at. Yeah, it's yeah. Be sick. Yeah, Finland's like a DPS heavy stack. I know. Like I think Taimu's not even playing DPS, or at That's one point he wasn't. Crazy. He was doing like support because he needed they needed someone to like shot call, and I don't, it, there's a lot of different things that we're gonna see. Taimu on support. That sounds. It better be on. Just all I gotta say is it better be on. He was a medic main in TF too. Uh, okay. so That's true. Some, That's yeah, true. Some experience. Yeah, That's true. It just seems like a waste, though. It's like, yeah, oh, man. Definitely. I mean, you need a good shot caller. Like, you need a good shot caller. And, like, Lucio yeah. is probably the best hero to shot call from. Yeah. So the most, most of the, the person who understands the meta the most should probably be the one making, like, playing that hero. But, again, yeah. if it's your best DPS player, do you do that? Like, I don't know. Apparently, yeah, Linkster was playing Reinhardt at one point. Oh, my. <laughs> so weird. <laughs> if you have a bunch of top 500 McCrees on your team, do you really need Taimu playing it? Like, a, a bad, yeah, lo- like, okay. a weak Lucio will make a difference, you know? Yeah, like, a yeah. weak Zenyatta or a weak Enner or something. Like, you need strength on all of your roles. And yeah, I have no yeah. idea who's... Yeah. It's going to be very <laughs> interesting. It's all relative, right? Yeah. Just how how you, how you much of a hit you take to the other, other um, positions. Okay, no, so let's make some predictions. Um, well, how about group predictions and then overall prediction? How about that? All right, group A. Sure. Hmm. Obviously, Sweden. Sweden. Um, I'm going Spain, dude. As much as I love my NA, NA guys, I'm going soon Spain. <laughs> yeah, I got to agree. <laughs> I, I've I've heard some not very good things. Oh, really? From, I've heard uh, nothing. So. I mean, a very very limited conversation about the Canada team, but. I heard one thing. I don't want to go into details, obviously. But it, oh it, my it god, gossip girl! Over here. <laughs> I'm not gonna just shit talk people. Sorry. You don't even bring it up. You're already like alluding. I just want Spain to. I, I believe in Canada, though. I think they can do great. Okay. I mean, okay. So you're picking Spain, though. Okay. On both teams, like I, I'm not sure who Pesca, whatever Pescanova is at all. Pescanova is a he's god. He's he good, actually. Yeah, he's he is. Good. Oh shit, Spain's gonna Spain, win. And, and Neptuno <laughs> is insane. Like, that's where it gets scary. It's like, can Rolf and Surefour together make it work like, for themselves? Like, Poke can play a lot of heroes really well. They have IID. You can't discredit him. And they have Id, yeah. It's yeah. very good as well. So, there's a lot of power on Canada. It's just like, can they make it? Like, is it enough, you know? Mm-hmm. Like, can, can Rolf play like the craziest Anna and then maybe Surefour just plays like a great McCree the entire tournament and that's enough to like carry them through? 
I, there's a lot of like pride at stake for this. So we'll see. I mean, I have faith in Canada, but that matchup isn't, I don't even want to predict it to be honest with you. You guys are <laughs> okay. <laughs> wow. All right. You don't want to make not friends with the rest no, of your squad. Not you you you're, say you're just making predictions. It's not like you're like picking favorites. I right? think Spain I mean, will win it, but I wouldn't be surprised if Canada, Canada takes it. Like, yeah, I agree. Yeah. I, like I expect okay. Spain, but it's not like the biggest upset if Canada does win. Yeah. I mean, I'd like to see Canada win too, but I, that's you know, I'm just not predicting. All right, Group B. All right, this is a big one. Ooh, uh, I got the USA bias, of course. Go NA. Me too. Uh, I'm gonna say, I want to say USA and Germany. Hmm. Yeah, uh, I'm gonna go US US and Germany as well. Um, this one's really tough. I think Russia has a very good chance of sneaking in there. Um, basically because just of the raw talent on this team, but you've got you've got a little bit of overlap in roles. Um, Russia has both Shadowburn and Cypher, who are basically like Genji mains. Like Cypher can play mm. a lot of other things, yeah. and Shadowburn, you know, can play Reaper. So I mean, they'll they'll probably just be playing Reaper and Genji like the whole time. Um, the question is, can they come together as a team? Uh, I think the the U.S. team, you know, it's ah, oh, this one's so tough. I don't. <laughs> I, it's so hard to call. Flame. <laughs> I don't. I don't want to go against Russia. Like I feel like Shadowburn, Cipher, and Rubicon alone are like so scary for any team. Like you've yeah. seen, we've seen Shadowburn just dismantle entire teams by himself. Mm-hmm. Like he's up there on that list of just like players that can t- take a match like by themselves. Um, like I, I honestly think that Russia could beat USA for the top spot, and then it might come down to Russia versus Germany or USA versus Germany rather. Because I don't know who Reds is, and he's the captain's pick on Russia. But if Rubicon picked him in, then he must be good, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, unfixed, obviously good. Cipher also explosive player. Their hit scan's a little lacking, but. Again, like the meta might come down to like whatever they can play the best. So you might start seeing like Genji Pharah comps coming out from Shadowburn and Cypher, and like that would be incredible. Like Shadowburn's Pharah was arguably just as good as his Genji, but nobody knows him for his Pharah. So I, I have a hard time not picking. I have Russia and then USA, I guess. Yeah, well, I, I I'm actually going the same. The more and more we talk about Russia, the more really, more, I, yeah, I yeah. Actually, the more and more I talk about Russia, the more and more I, I I realize that I forgot about Russia and how good they are. But um, Germany is like, I mean, like with the obvious pick for a lot of people. But I'm actually not gonna, yeah, not gonna go with Germany on this one. The only guy I'm not super familiar with on the Germany team is Kratos, mm-hmm. uh, Kratos, or however you say it. Kratos. Um, everyone else though is like plays Super for good. a top team, or actually, Burks hasn't played for a top team for a while. But Burks isn't going. <laughs> oh, he's not. Oh, no. what? He didn't. Unless something changed, he didn't get his visa. Oh, Ooh. rip. Who's he replaced by, though? Kratos does have competitive experience, though. Just to be yeah, no, I've seen his name. I'm just not super familiar. They have a stacked roster, but they don't have... I don't, I don't know what the word is. I'm just more scared of Shadowburn, Cypher, and... <laughs> That's what I mean. Like, <laughs> Rubicon on the same team. With, like, Unfix is going to play Zarya, most likely. Yeah. It's going to be good. Yeah. All right, let's move on to the next one. Um, we've yep. got okay, South Korea, Finland, Australia, Taiwan. I think this one's pretty easy for me. 
It's Korea I'd and say, Finland. I'd say probably the most straightforward. <laughs> yeah. Group. Yeah. Korean. Not gonna, um, yeah. I don't yeah. see Australia or Taiwan doing anything. Yeah. Okay. And the last one, Group D. This one's. So, are the IG team is the IG team going or not? Like, did did Kiki? What did Kiki say? She said it's not their full team. I'm looking right now. Okay, it's not their full team. Okay, so yeah, it's still still team. some of them going. Um, it's not the the full team is a big difference. <laughs> I mean. This one. Yeah, I mean, I don't. I guess this website's not updated. The like, I'm looking at the blog page with all the things, but it still says half. Like, all, five of them are IG Fire, and one of them's IG Ice. Okay. So if it's not that whole team anymore, then I don't know how great they'll do. But even if it's just half, like they have to pull something out. Yeah. France is. People were saying that France is like a shoe in, but I think Thailand. I've heard crazy things about Thailand, like just reading up on them. Hmm. So I'm not. I don't know that France is the shoe in here. I think Thailand versus France might the decider there yeah yeah this one Mm -hmm. is very much less obvious than it actually looks like at a glance because we talked about this when the teams were announced but i think one of the biggest tragedies of this tournament of this entire tournament is that france doesn't have uh some of the top french players yeah Uh, instead of having guys like akm and wins you've got uh you've got like YouTubers and, and big personalities. So uh, honestly, I think France could have been a contender to win the entire tournament if they had like the most ideal roster possible from French players. But because of this, they're actually, I, I'm not sure about this team at all. Um, and yeah, so people in chat have been talking up this Thailand team quite a bit, hmm. um, saying that they're just full of top 500 players from the APAC region and that they were beating Team Spain in scrims. Um, I don't know. This is hearsay from Twitch chat. Take it with a grain of salt. But if that's true, then I actually think Thailand... Might meet who knows, maybe they're like the secret favorite for this group. That's what I'm saying. Like they're okay. like they're, I, like, I, they're I like the that. underdog pick. Like um, I don't condone betting, but if I were like if you see the odds and Thailand's at the bottom, just take it. Like lower this high reward. All right. So picks. China and Thailand for you guys, or what? I mean, I'm not yeah, sure. Yeah, okay. that's my yeah, go with that. picks. Okay. Yeah. I, I, okay, I mean, based on the hype, I'll go with I'm gonna China just, I'm Thailand. I'm just going to disagree and go, I'm going to say France is still going to squeak by somehow, some way. Someone will get sick. Somebody will get sick. Actually, I don't know. Maybe not. I don't know. I'm looking at the roster again. So, I mean, that's uh, what everybody's just practicing right now, right? That's all they're doing right now, like right now in, yeah. in Anaheim, right? Okay. It's all, um, it's like practice and media. Right. I expect some funny videos, some nice oh, uh, highlight intros from each of the players. <laughs> oh, man. Did anyone, I don't know if you... I mean, this is a separate really thing, but if anyone has time, you should go watch Pokes Day 1 vlog. It's probably the funniest thing. It's great. Oh, really? Oh, really? Oh, I gotta go check that out. So, it's really funny. Oh, man. Totally gonna have to check that out. Like, I, I watched him stream, and I always thought, like, wow, this guy... Like, I love him to death, but I guess I didn't have an appreciation for actually just how He's clowny, awesome. like, he can be. Was, I've never laughed so hard. Dude, Poke is okay. awesome. He was he was Checking on my streamer showdown last week. He was <laughs> fucking amazing. Okay, uh, all right. Uh, OGN Apex. So um, obviously the Korean tournament. It's still our Korean league that's still going on. Um, I didn't get a chance to watch too many matches. Flame, you probably. I, I think out of all of us, you probably watched the most. Um, but of course, the big match to talk about was really the the envious Lunatic High matchup. A lot of people were looking forward to seeing this. Given that Lunatic High performed so well in China at the um, APAC tournament, um, you know we were wondering just how NDS would measure up against Lunatic since we saw plenty of rogue matches with them. And it turns out Lunatic High took them 2-1 in the groups. Uh, really, really close match, but 
Uh, did all you guys get a chance to watch it? Mangachu, did you see it? I watched a bit of it. Mm-hmm. I only saw Lee Jang, or not Lee Jang, on Nepal, and it was mm-hmm. not that bad. Yeah. Uh, I, you know, the character comp didn't really surprise me, but the team play was amazing. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think Fish Sticks, you, you haven't quite caught it yet, right? Um, no, unfortunately not. And no. the Flame made a video on it, so I know, I know Flame's got a lot, lot of an analysis. It was a three to one, right? It was a best of five. It wasn't a it wasn't, best of three. Three to one? Yeah. Oh, okay. right. Maybe it was three. I'm pretty sure. I thought it was. I, I mean, I just went back and looked at my VOD, and there's four videos here, so it had to have gone to four maps. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Okay. <laughs> but, um, it's my bad. Just, it was one of those. It was kind of the same thing, I think, that happened with Rogue, where like you play them the first time, you're not sure what's going to happen, and then they kind of catch you by surprise. Mm-hmm. They switched like a lot of their heroes around, which was like, which is like a huge thing that a lot of teams can't do. So for them to beat Envy with people technically off-classing is a big deal. But they might have just switched the. Like maybe cool. there was like a conflict or something after they left APAC and they were like, oh, let's try me on this class now or me on this here. So, but they look good. I thought Envious looked a little out of their element though. So I wouldn't expect this to have like huge implications for the future, but um, it was a good match and you guys should check it out. So not looking in their element, like what, what does that mean exactly? Like some of the meta i think or like the past meta has been hard for some teams to adapt to and i mean i guess mangachu can talk more to this but if you don't have like a strong may player or like a strong zarya player and the enemy team has like a really really strong may or a really really strong zarya like it's almost enough sometimes to win um they ran they don't run farah as much like they pull it out a little bit but they have one of the best mccrees on the lunatic high side i think in that whole region like Eska's McCree has just been nonstop, like shutting down Farah players. Yeah. Um, I mean, people would be like, "Oh, but Rogue ran Farah against them," but it was Eska playing the McCree. It was one of their other players. Point being, though, that they didn't have an answer for the great McCree play or the great like May player and the Zarya play. I think that there was a little bit of trouble with Envious trying to like come up with the right compositions for the moment, or just having the heroes available to play the heroes that they, or the players available to play the heroes that they needed. Mm-hmm. So. Okay. I don't know. Can we just talk about Miro a little bit? I mean, Miro is... I mean, he's been good just... Even in APAC, all of... He's APAC, just good. Like, like that's, that's all yeah, you can say. He's just exactly. like... He is he's just, just good. He's, he's, <laughs> I mean, he's, he's the best... He's the best second... Like, a uh, second tank, right? Or flex... Flex tank? It, he's... His Reinhardt was, like, pretty shaky during yeah, his that Reinhardt series, actually. Because he was He's not a Reinhardt player, but... If he, Winston men, it's like Winston and Zarya. You would oh. think that the hero needed like massive buffs after watching him play or <laughs> massive nerfs rather. There's a part during I don't know if it's this set. I think it was this set. They Anubis. played Anubis. There's, yes, Anubis and he's like he's. It's the last. It's like there's a fight going on and there's a Reaper and it's just him versus the Reaper and they're both at full health and he destroys the Reaper. Not like a close fight between like the Reaper. If he got one more shot off, he like drops his bubble and like sidesteps in such a way that the Reaper just straight up had like, this is them. It was the exactly. most, <laughs> it was just, it was hilariously entertaining, but like so mind blowing. It's like, okay, I thought Reaper was the counter to Winston, but not when Miro's playing Winston. Like it's insane. Yeah. 
that, that's, Nerf, there's please. a sequence at like, the end of Anubis. Yeah. There's a sequence at the end of Anubis that Mira's insane with Winston. Even in the like an earlier set too, like there was some Winston plays by him that were crazy. Yeah, because like in your head you're like, why is he running Winston? They have a reap. <laughs> but then you yeah. watch that happen, you're like, that's why they're running Winston. Exactly. Like, it's insane. God, it's nuts. Nuts. It's probably best Winston right now in, yeah, in the no, world. Sure. Um, okay, well, why don't we go into some viewer Q and A? I know Mangus, she's got like a a scrim he's got to get to. So really quick, um, how about yeah, maybe I'm getting yelled at. So yeah. yeah. Okay. How about one question one question from the chat and then we'll call it one question let's see if i have anything in uh twitter real quick if not then uh one question real quick i've said it before uh no aim all brain i'm a winston main that's a that's a brainy <laughs> character man you there's a lot of subtlety to him so that's true uh Okay, all right, here's, here's a quick, just a real quick one. Thanks, Obama HS asks, Korean Genji or EU Genji right now? Best Genji in the world, so which one? Everybody's talking about Hawksaw, you know, obviously from, from uh, Korea, and of course we have our awesome Genjis with Tavik and, and, and many, many choices, actually. So uh, what do you guys think? Hmm. I honestly don't know. I, I don't know how to judge Genji play. I can't play that character. So you, it's it's like oh Shadowburn, Shadowburn too. Yeah, yeah. It's like you compare him to Shadowburn, and yeah. I think it's it's hard to even say that someone's like you have to consistently do what Shadowburn does to be better than Shadowburn, which is weird. Just like it's hard for me to explain that. But if you watch like any series where Shadowburn plays Genji, he reflect like if he plays Genji the whole thing, he'll reflect at least one graviton per match. Not per map, but like per best of three or best of five. And like, I don't think anyone else does that on the consistent level that he does. Mm-hmm. And like, just like having that state of mind is like incredible to me. Um, I felt like the Korean teams played around the Genji more. Like, they nano boosted them and stuff. But um, like, mm-hmm. Shadowburn was winning games with Genji before Genji was getting nano boosted, I guess. I don't know. Yeah. I, don't, I have a hard time saying anyone's better than Shadowburn right now. We need to organize a Genji 1v1 show match. Oh my god. That <laughs> would be because awesome. I want to I want to see Surefor. Dude. Uh Seagull, Vic, uh Shadowburn, Kib and Hawksall go at it. Yo, I will sponsor Dude, this. Dude, we got to do that. Okay. I am going to we should get together and do that then. That totally. Nobody steal awesome. this idea. This is yeah, mine. Exactly. Exactly. It was it was originated here, guys. So <laughs> Ben Ben's idea here. Even just all the characters, maybe just some of the DPS characters. That'd be amazing. Um, okay. Well, anyways, why don't we wrap up so, so we can get uh, let Mangishu go here. Um, Mangishu, awesome having you on the guest. Of course, Flame, you too as well. Uh, is there are there any shout outs or uh, um, where can people find you, Mangishu? Uh, you can find me on my Twitter at Tempo Mangishu underscore. As well as my Twitch stream, Mangachu underscore. Uh, shout outs to my team. Sorry for making you guys wait. Same to Method. Uh, shout outs to all my subs and supporters. Appreciate it. And shout out to Temple of Storm of the Norg. Flame, shout outs? Uh, shout outs to Twitch. Shout outs to you guys for having me for the fifth week in a row. <laughs> Um, shout outs to Blizzard for hopefully letting <laughs> me into BlizzCon this week. Um, I still have my ticket, so I'm not really sure what's going on there. Oh, man. Oh, um, no. I'm in the same boat. <laughs> oh, no. I got mine. 
But um, no, I've heard right. some people don't have their plus one badges yet. So whatever. Point being, I guess, shout out to my Twitch stream. Shout out to people who have been supporting me this whole way. Um, shout out to people that watch my YouTube videos. And shout out to Method and Tempo for letting Manga Chew stay here until yes. 5.30 without giving him a hard time when he gets back. Um, <laughs> you're all amazing people. Getting a hard time right now. So. <laughs> <laughs> let's go, let's go, let's go. But you guys can find me on Twitch and all my social media is there. Matt Rod on Twitter. Wow. All right, six, six. Uh, I actually streamed this week for the first time in months because I've been traveling and then TwitchCon. Anyway, I'm back, and uh, the street, the grind has been going very well, so I'll hopefully be streaming again soon. Uh, this week, I'll just be still shameless and shout out my own Twitch, twitch.tv slash fishsticks. Give it a follow. Check it out if you want to see some high diamond maybe masters play. <laughs> awesome. All right. <laughs> and I'll wrap things up. Thanks to the three of you guys for doing the show. Thanks again, yes, to Tempo Storm and, and Method for letting Mangachu uh, uh, continue being on the show for like an extra 10 minutes here. And uh, thanks for all of you guys for watching. If you didn't catch the show, you can catch the VODs on YouTube.com slash ChamianV. And uh, you can, again, get, catch the show on iTunes too. Uh, but until next week, we're going to actually, uh, we, we'll probably still have a show next week, but we are planning on doing the show from BlizzCon too. So, so definitely check that out if you can. We'll, we'll try to broadcast. If not broadcast, we'll have a, a recording there. But until next week, guys, for Mangachu, Flame, Fishsticks, and myself, Chan Man V, we'll see you next time. Bye.